This podcast is brought to you by Likeable Media. Likeable Media produces and distributes content across the social web for mid to large size brands. Visit them at likeable.com. Welcome to All the Social Ladies with CEO of Likeable Media, Carrie Kirpin. Now, Carrie Kirpin. I can't wait for you guys to meet Laura Olin today. She's a veteran digital campaigner who helped set the editorial voice for the Obama 2012 campaign social channels, among many other candidates. Listen to her. She's amazing. You're going to hear all about politics and social media. Take a listen. Welcome, Laura, to the show. Thanks so much for having me. I'm so excited to have you on the show today, and particularly um, right smack dab in the middle of political season. So it's very interesting, the story of your career and how it kind of links politically. So I would love to hear and for you to tell our listeners some of your story. Yeah, of course. I uh, grew up just outside of Washington, D.C., so it was kind of the, the sort of town where you get sucked into politics no matter what, just because it's, it's part of your orbit and it's what people are talking about. And um, so I uh, studied politics all through college and, and grad school and, and always knew that I wanted to be involved. And then got into to digital about 10 years ago after grad school. I, I kind of realized around 2005, 2006 that the internet was a thing that you know, I was spending a lot of my time on it anyway, and um, it was it was just beginning to be an industry in which you could, you know, have a job that you could, you know, make a living in. So um, I got involved in uh, progressive um, advocacy organizations, their digital programs. So I worked for the Center for American Progress, uh, working on the website, and then I worked for um, a liberal group called People for the American Way and, and started up some of their nascent social channels and then worked for a couple of years for uh, a big progressive uh, digital firm called Lucy Digital and uh, did a lot of email program um, work there. So kind of got a, a big range of, of skills through that work. And then uh, I, I jumped on the Obama 2012 campaign uh, just as it was beginning, actually before it was beginning. And it was there throughout that, that whole cycle. And since I've been working with a bunch of um, 2012 alums for a consulting firm um, that works with a bunch of Democratic campaign committees, and we do some work with Hillary and a lot of like nonprofit and other, and other good stuff. So that's, that's kind of uh, my career in 90 seconds or less. That is a really good 90 seconds summation <laughs> of a pretty incredible story. Oh, and thank so you. it's awesome. And so tell me, Tell me a little bit about what goes into the strategy behind a politician's social presence. Um, how much of it should be them? How much of it should be the team? How, how do you approach it when you're looking at a politician and how they how they should where they should be and how they should be? Yeah, it's a really good question. When we were getting started in in 2011 uh, on the Obama campaign, the the number one question that that we asked was, um, who are we trying to reach? 
I'm not sure if you remember, but back then the president actually wasn't remotely as popular as he is now. Like, yes, there were yes. all these headlines about you know President Obama has hasn't delivered on change. Like, yes. Young people are completely yes. disillusioned. Yes. Um, it wasn't a great time, and there was all this uh, like debt ceiling um, back and forth with the Republicans that made made him look really ineffectual, and, and everything wasn't great. So. One of our main tasks was to um, re-energize the huge swath of, of young people who um, were responsible for getting him elected in the first place. And so we really looked at our social presences in terms of, you know, how to reach these people and how to do it in an authentic way. And um, I'm going to steal a, a motto from my from my boss. Um, he he had the phrase "Don't be lame." So you know, if you look at a lot of, of politicians, um, yeah. social like it's so much of it is like trying too hard or you know trying to be like up with the memes, and it's just it, it feels so false and and, and bad, honestly. Yeah. So so we were really conscious of of trying to stay on the good side of that line and speak to people on social and in a way that sounded in line with what they were hearing on those platforms generally, but also obviously preserve the dignity of the office and get our message across. And working on the Obama campaign at that time in 2012, what would you say was the most effective network in terms of mobilizing and energizing a base? Well, each, each network served uh, slightly different purposes, but um, overall, um, this is not an exciting answer, but it was Facebook just because... Yeah. It had the, the most people and people are more apt to um, share things with our larger networks on Facebook that we found. So yep. it's, it was just like the, the one-stop shop for reaching a bunch of people and, and getting our messages to the people that needed them. And do you find if you were on the campaign today, if he were running today and, and the sort of candidate that mobilizes the youth and, and all of that do you think it would still be Facebook because of the sheer volume or have you seen a shift in terms of candidates that have a similar kind of younger energized base that Facebook is not where they're seeing the greatest effect? That's a good question. I, I think, I think it's probably still Facebook, although um, and it's interesting, like even looking at Bernie's campaign success, which has been amazing, especially Unbelievable. among young people. Um, Honestly, like, I think that a lot of their success, especially through fundraising, has been through email, which is not even a social network and so old school. And, and um, you know, no one talks about email as like the sexy, the sexy tool for campaigning, but that's but been... But it works. Huge. It works. Yeah. Yes. It's, it works in marketing huge, too. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, I think I'm still face say Facebook, although um, Snapchat has, has obviously um, come up this cycle as, as, a, as a huge point of contacting younger voters. And how do you advise candidates in terms of uh, them being on themselves versus not? They must be really terrified given how <laughs> the focus on these media networks are. Do you advise them to actually be on? Do you, or even in smaller races, obviously in a presidential race, you're not having as much of that unless unless you are really truly off the cuff. But if you're if you are, um, you know, in a in a lesser race, do you encourage people to be on themselves? And I think it really depends on the candidate. Um, some some candidates are really natural and, and great on social. Like you've seen you've seen that with the the president in his um, White House digital stuff. Um, since the last election, especially, yeah. And some some candidates are are less good at it. So I really encourage anyone running a digital program to just you know be really realistic about identifying the strengths of your candidate and 
um, whether or not they seem comfortable and natural on, on off-the-cuff social moments. And if not, that's fine. And then you can, you can find other ways to, to bring their, their voice and their personality across. This is a question that I've always wondered about. So I don't know if you have the answer, but I would love your perspective. Sure. How much does what they call, I think on socials, like armchair activism, how much does liking, sharing, um, showing your support actually help? on a campaign when people are spreading the word, but not necessarily going to a rally or giving money, just spreading the word of their support. Um, does that help and how much? I think it helps a ton actually, because um, so much of what you're doing on a campaign, especially the first you know year or so before the conventions, when not many people are, are paying all that much attention is just, you know, making sure people know <laughs> that a pretty high stakes election is happening and um, that, these certain issues are at stake. And uh, something that we find over and over again is that, um, you know, the, the best messengers that a campaign can have are people's friends because people are so much more willing to hear a message from a friend versus a campaign and to trust that message. So, you know, the, the most valuable asset that a campaign has are people who are willing to evangelize um, on on behalf of the campaign and, and spread its messages in a, in a way that feels authentic to, the, to those uh, friend groups. And so when you are working on behalf of a campaign and you're reporting back to the campaign on the success, right? You say, okay, look, we're, you know, here's what we're doing in social and it's great or it's not great or wherever you are. Um, when you're looking at that, are you rep- what metrics matter to a campaign? Is it mostly reach? Is it engagement? What is it that really, or is it actions over to the website? What, what is it that really shows success for a campaign on social? Usually it's, it's kind of a trade-off between, it tends to be a trade-off between sharing something versus clicking through because people usually do either one of the other. Um, so you're probably optimizing either for something to spread as, as a post or for people to actually take action on that post and, you know, give money or, or sign up for an email, email program. So I, yeah, so it depends on, on the goal of the specific post, but it's generally exactly as you said, um, like reach and then conversions because like as I as I was saying the ultimate target for a campaign is not not necessarily even your supporters your existing supporters but those supporters friends so you're always trying to post something that people will feel compelled to share right so it's like the power of influence totally exactly that's incredible and so okay is the social media integration into campaigns is it significantly more effective for a candidate who has a younger sort of fan base? Does it work or can it work as social media has become more mainstream and it's not just the kids anymore um, that everyone's really on there? um, Do you need to have a younger fan base to succeed in social or can you have a successful campaign in social media if you're not um, with the cool, the cool young kids, (laughs) a la Bernie style? Right. (laughs) I think, I think you can have, just given the, the huge range of people that are on social nowadays, I, I do think you could have a successful campaign without necessarily being the, the, the cool candidate with the youths, but um, yes. it certainly helps to have young people on your side just because, you know, one of the one of the key parts of social for campaigns that honestly makes it the most fun is, is the stuff that people produce themselves. So right. if you're the preferred candidate of like artists and just like young people who like to make things, then you'll 
um, have a lot of your grassroots supporters just making stuff that, that you're uh, apt to share just because it's so great and reflects the, the spirit of the, of the whole enterprise. So, yeah, I think Bernie's, Bernie's done a great job of um, capturing that momentum and, and sharing a lot of, of user stuff. You must be just totally fascinated. This is unlike, I think, any other time, don't you think, like in watching it? Or do you think that this is like normal par for the course? Like when I'm watching this and I watch that, you know, a 74-year-old Jewish guy from Vermont is <laughs> like the the uh, driver of our youth and Donald Trump is tweeting his actual self, like yeah. everything that comes out of his head you know, it's just, it's all so nuts. Do you think that this is more nuts than usual? Or do you think that this is just politics in the US? It's definitely more nuts than usual. Although, um, you know, I think back to 2008, and it was like, you know, the first viable black candidate that we've ever had versus yep. um, a guy who <laughs> who chose Sarah Palin for his, his running mate. Right. So I mean, yeah, yeah that was is... crazy too. You're right. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty crazy. It just was a little nuts. I mean, it's just, it's so, it must be so fascinating. Do you get like being in it? You know, it's funny. I ask this question about social media all the time and I'll probably ask it of you in a minute, but I, I have to know, like from working in this space, like, do you get desensitized to all of it? Does it change like working on the inside? Does it change um, your perspective about it all? And if so, how? Um, I think, the one way that it's changed my perspective is that I'm trying really hard not to get totally disgusted by it yes, all because yes. especially the Trump stuff is just yes. so, it's so awful sad. and worrisome yeah. that um, like you you get a little burned out after a while. But um, our I think our actually the main challenge of everyone working on a campaign in this cycle is just to uh, convince people that any of this is worth right. paying attention to, just because there's like such a tonnage of just yes. um, like bullshit to excuse my French Uh, just coming out and it's and it's so much of it is cynical and gross and um just not what democracy is supposed to be about so um yeah I think I think the the overall challenge is just to 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 not get cynical and and to remember why all of us are here in the first place which is you know the importance of making progress on issues that will impact real people's lives totally and you know it's funny because you feel it's not that dissimilar to the everyday person who feels totally shocked or right. disgusted, but then there are people who are really mobilized by him too. So it's, right. it's just, a, it's a very, it's just one of the most interesting events I've ever seen. And, and watching it played out on social media also is very interesting because you see all of your friends thoughts and you see all of these, some thoughts that you never even knew. And, and all <laughs> you see, you're like, wow, this is, this is really wild. So, okay. Talk to me about, social media. So you obviously advise and have done a lot of different things. I know that you uh, set the strategy for Barack Obama's Twitter account and you did Joe Biden's Facebook page and Barack Obama's Tumblr and all of these amazing things. Um, Do you, when you get home and you're done with your day, do you want to just shut this off or, or are you so socially immersed that it's like you live it and breathe it and love it in your personal life? Um, I've actually, uh, I've been trying to spend less time online when I yep. get home, but I'm definitely a person who it's hard for me to, to stop, but, um, I've been, yeah, I, I, I literally downloaded, uh, the, the freedom application last week to kick me off of Twitter yeah. for yeah. certain yep. periods of time. Um, I'm not sure why, I'm not sure why it's, it still, uh, has such a grip on me, but, um, 
yeah, I, I think I'm one of those that just can't, can't turn it off. It's real. I would imagine, I mean, I know when we work, we work with clients, right. And we do brands and we do their, uh, community, we do a bunch of different things, but one of the things we do is their community management. And I know that for our community managers, it's very hard to turn off. Like what if somebody comments, what if somebody, and they, right. they have a hard time, even when they're not working, even though it's a different shift, they have trouble shutting off. And I can only imagine if setting the strategy for, or handling a politician who you believe in and loves Twitter handle or Facebook page, it must be very, very hard not to obsess over that. Yeah. And when I was, when I was running that full time over 2011, 2012, like it was basically, you know, 24 seven job, um, which was, I, I was happy to do because I really believed in it. Um, but yeah, it's definitely exciting. It's definitely exhausting. And, and there's, uh, there's a good reason that campaigns and end I, within a year and a half. Yeah. I mean, for sure. I can't imagine. And then this is my other question for you, because one thing I'm shocked by, uh, particularly as I was watching Hillary Clinton, is the the amount of thick skin, you know, how thick her yeah. skin needs to be, right? She talks about it a lot in a lot of the debates. And so how do you, as somebody managing an account for somebody, have that, and you love a candidate, and you're working for them, and you believe in their mission, how do you develop that same thick skin? Can you, or do you feel when you see some of the vitriol and some of that stuff that's out there, does it impact you? It definitely impacts me. It's, it's actually been, been funny. Um, I have a couple of friends who have worked on both the Obama 2012 and the Hillary campaigns, and they actually said, have said that the level of, um, of hatred and, and vitriol is worse for Hillary than it ever was for the first black president for sure, for sure, because, and, it, well, yeah. you know, it's much, it's much less appealing to be, you know, to be racist. You'll be, your, your right. world would be over to be sexist. Eh, and you don't yes. you know, you can hide behind sexism. You, it's harder to hide racism. I think. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it is more socially permissible. Um, yeah, which has been kind of awful to see. And honestly, uh, like the way that I've been trying to deal with it is, um, just try not to pay attention as little to it. Uh, to pay attention to as little of it as possible, just because you know you, you can't just uh, in, you can't just take in that stuff and and feel like a normal human being. So um, you know maybe there's something constructive in some of it, but um, just mostly trying to not listen to the trolls. I love it. So Laura, I have a lot of younger listeners. Let's say they want to get into a career in politics and digital, like looking at social media, looking at these things, what, what should be their first step? Uh, what should they look to do? I would volunteer for a campaign and it could be really any campaign um, near you. It could be, you know, a, a council member or a senator or a congressman, but just, um, you know, get in the door, do whatever you can to be helpful, learn how campaigns work, which they're a diff whole different world of their own. And then you know, uh, befriend the digital person is probably one person if it's, if it's anything other than a presidential campaign. And, and, um, uh, I think once you learn the, the general dynamics of how a campaign works and what's important, uh, to campaigns and goals, you'll, you'll be really in a, in a good place to, to translate that to, um, digital. And, and just generally, I would, I would advise people to, um, you know, if you want a job on the internet, you should spend a lot of time figuring out, um, what people seem to respond to on the internet. So, mm -hmm. you know, and, and maybe that's, maybe that's, uh, just looking at what works for others or, um, spending time on a given community, but just, um, I find that the people who are, um, most successful at, at digital campaigning are people who genuinely love and, um, 
are fans of the, the, the platforms that they're working in. So I would, I would just advise you to just, just get in there as much as possible. Great. Laura, where should people follow you or connect with you? What's the best network for them to, to connect with you on? Um, I'm on Twitter an unhealthy amount of time every day. So uh, you should find me uh, at Laura Olin. Laura Olin, thanks for being on the show. You're a fabulous social lady. Oh, thank you so much for having me. You've been listening to All the Social Ladies with Carrie Kerfin, CEO of Likeable Media. You can follow Carrie on Twitter, at Carrie Kerfin. To get current social media insights and great tips, sign up for Carrie's weekly newsletter by emailing newsletter at likeable.com. This podcast is brought to you by Likeable Media. Likeable Media produces and distributes content across the social web for mid to large size brands. Visit them at likeable.com.